Where have you been, Justin Robinson? Coach K has been hiding you away. Hey, hey, hey. God bless you, please, Justin Robinson. The Tar Heels came and you sent them away on senior day. Hey, hey, hey. Ladies and gentlemen, it is the Cameron Lazies, episode number 32. That was Kathleen Fish, my mother you heard with that tasty lick from Simon and Garfunkel. Uh, this is a good day. Uh, some games in Duke history we know by a single player. We know the Austin Rivers game. We know the Jason Williams Miracle Minute against Maryland. And today we are going to be talking about the Justin Robinson game. I am Shane. I am here with Aaron. I'm here with my stepfather, Cameron Lazies. Let's do it. All right. Well, you heard right. We talk about our family all the time on this podcast. We have texts from our parents. We have constant references to them. But today, our actual family is here. Uh, Tom Fish, my stepfather, a man who, I kid you not, announced the Miracle on Ice in 1980, the only live broadcast for local radio. Uh, Tom, how does it feel to finally be getting your big break on the Cameron Lazies? Well, it took so long to be recognized by you folks. I'm real proud to be here. Shane, this is a great setup. Aaron's on the other line. And uh, Coach K seemed to have a plan tonight. Yeah, Aaron, how are you feeling? Uh, I've often referenced uh, you and my stepdad being... Go ahead, Aaron. I said I have to say that really was a sweet lick by your mom. Yeah, thank you. Mom, she's standing here watching us. Aaron has complimented you on your... Yeah, he thanks you. Uh, and as you can tell, folks, we're working remotely. Uh, Tom and I are in Naples, Florida. Aaron's back home in Durham. So we may have some technical glitches here and there. But uh, Aaron, I've often referenced you and Tom being uh, having a similar energy. You come in with pessimism. You don't like to be disappointed. Uh, how are you feeling right now after, after this game? Me? Yeah, you. Yeah, I, I mean, I think that this team is still bums. Uh, I still think that we don't have a chance to uh, to win the national championship, but but uh, credit where it's due. Uh, I don't want to talk about that right now. I want to talk about this game. Uh, this game was really fun, uh, and uh, I think we did a, a great job. This was one of the better games we played uh, all year long. So I think that uh, that's something that we should we should dwell on at this point. And Tom, I think you're coming from a similar place, right? Well, I am. But I will say this. Uh, let's see. Coach K's post-game conference after, I think, the UNC game, or UNC State, uh, he said that they hadn't had really a lot of time to prep for the last two or three games and because of the schedule. It was obvious they had a week to prepare for this game. He had a game plan, and they, they did a tremendous job with that game plan all the way through. And they were really prepared from the foul line. I, I believe they won this game in the second half from the foul line. They had 15 more foul shots, I believe, than uh, UNC had in the game. And I think it came down to uh, the foul shooting for Duke. Yeah, they, and they were prepared. And we saw the uh, the stats were, what, 29 for 33 from the line? Right. 
Yeah, incredible, incredible shooting, incredible game plan. Um, Aaron, the thing I saw, I know you love to get into the nuts and bolts, the X's and the O's. Uh, the thing I saw was just we never stopped scoring. UNC, I thought UNC shot really well. Tom and I were complaining the whole time that they kept hitting huge shots every time we thought Duke was going to run away with it. But yeah, I mean, Duke ends up with 89 points and they just the offense just kept working. Yeah, every time Carolina got close uh, or tied the game, uh, we we answered quickly, uh, emphatically. Uh, I don't know what I don't have a stat sheet in front of me, but uh, I imagine that our our field goal percentage was up there. Uh, probably Trey shot the worst from the floor, if I had to guess. Uh, something like he made four or five baskets. That might be generous, uh, but. Uh, uh, overall, yeah, I think uh, our offense was was really clicking. Yeah, Duke shot forty seven percent from the field. Uh, and you're right, yeah, yeah, Aaron, you're absolutely right. Trey was four for thirteen. Everybody else absolutely lit it up. Uh, this was another classic Vernon Carey game. Um, he was triple team sometimes, but he still went eight for fourteen from the field. He was brilliant from the line. Scored twenty five points. I think we're all back to being Vernie Bros. That's the term I wanted to to break out. Well, he broke out tonight in a, in a big game. Yeah, yeah, he was and he was tough, right? He was tough underneath. Not only did he score, but he got some huge boards underneath at the end. Uh, I love Vernon Carey again. Uh, <laughs> it does seem like he got, he got, he got some huge boards. Uh, I think uh, they were out rebounding us for for considerable portions of this game, especially when they were getting it closer. Well, uh, Tar Heels had I don't put that all. Yeah, well, they had nineteen offensive rebounds to Duke's ten. But overall in the game, it was 38-37 to 37, uh, UNC having the one more rebound in the game, which was very surprising to me when I looked at the stat sheet. Yeah, watching it, it felt like, I mean, they, and they did get 19 to our 10 offensive boards, but watching it, it felt like they were all over the offensive glass the entire game. Um, but yeah, I mean, part of that, I do think there were times... I mean, half of, half of our rebounds came on uh, uh, Wendell Moore tipping the ball off the backboard to himself. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That happened over and over. Um, yeah, and then looking at Justin Robinson, I mean, it sometimes felt like he got bullied a little bit down low. That's the only maybe negative thing you can say about him today. Um, but I'm not sure it mattered. I mean, maybe that cost us a few post points. Maybe it cost us a few rebounds. But having him at the top of the key running that pick-and-roll offense, as opposed to Javin Delorier, uh, I thought was a an unbelievable difference and well worth... Uh, whatever price we were paying on the glass. Well, I think it was really important that Duke got back, got back on defense so that North Carolina is known for the fast break. They have tall kids underneath. They're rugged. They played the first half very, in a very rugged way. And uh, I think Duke neutralized him in the second half on the boards. Yeah, they absolutely did. And, uh, and that's important. I mean, that that is the kind of game when we're looking to the tournament. I know, Aaron, you're still in uh, ultra-pessimist mode. You don't think we have a chance to win the title. Um, but this is the kind of thing we have to do, right? You have to play uh, physical against big teams that are going to beat you up if you have any prayer uh, of advancing. Sure, I guess. Um, <laughs> no, I, I, like, what? Everything went, went right for us tonight. I think we shot... I, again, I'm guessing I don't have the stat sheet in front of me, but uh, uh, from three-point, I'm guessing we shot something over 45%. Yeah, I think it was like 47%. Right? Yeah, 47%. Yeah, 10 for 21, 40, 47%. 
Okay, great. So we were 47% from the floor overall and 47% from three. Uh, I don't think that's going to happen at a neutral site. Um, I think the, the, you know, the three point shooting was really important, right? Um, obviously putting Robinson, who's, I guess, more of an offensive threat because he, he's a shooting threat. Uh, putting him out at, at the, um, uh, at the top, like you we were doing, I think that really, that did help offensively. Um, but I, I'm not sure that the shots are going to be falling. Um, and that that's something that we can. Yeah. Like in terms of depending on it, you make a good point, but I think, you know, obviously if Javin Delorier was the guy running the pick and roll at the top of the key, he wouldn't be four for six from the field. So that makes a difference. Um, Tom, you heard Aaron at the start say <laughs> lead with the idea that we're not going to win a national yeah. title. <laughs> so you see you're up against a, a tremendous competitor, uh, in the negative energy department. Uh, and Aaron tweeted after the, uh, state game, we will not be fooled by this game. We will not be fooled by this game. But what do you think? I mean, do you think, these last two games have been really good against, you know, close rivals. Granted, they've been at Cameron. Does it change your outlook at all for the ACC and for you, the NCAA? You know, what What did change my attitude toward this team tonight um, was the way Trey Jones ran the show. You know, I, th I would believe that Coach K's philosophy with, with Trey Jones and prep for this game was get the momentum, stay with the momentum. I mean, UNC is so tough historically when they have the momentum in the game. And it all, you know, it all starts with their rebounding skills. But I thought Trey Jones just executed a tremendous game plan. They drove, they got, uh, they got key guys in foul trouble under there. So, you know, the last five, six minutes, UNC was really playing from behind on the bench. Uh, I just thought he really ran a great show. And, and people were where they were supposed to be tonight. They passed the ball around. They worked it to the inside. If it wasn't if it wasn't open on the inside, they drove and they completed the plays this time. They finished the play, they made the basket, or they they fed carry underneath. So I thought the game plan was great. I thought Trey Jones was phenomenal. Tom, you and I did something last night that I swore I would never do again, which is to watch NBA basketball too close to college basketball. Because <laughs> we ended up watching the Pelicans and we watched the uh, the Bucks play the Lakers for a little bit. And, you know, you see the style of play, this wide open, exciting, pass the ball style. Um, and then sometimes when you do that and go into a college game, it's torture. And then earlier today, we watched Louisville and Virginia for how long we could tolerate, which was about 30 seconds. Right. And that was torture. But this game was... I mean, watching Duke's offense, they were, you know, it was really efficient. It was not so far off that it seemed like a different game. Yeah, I, I, got, I had the feeling the kids knew where they were supposed to be. The ball went around. Uh, they moved the ball. They moved the defense around. And, you know, for a while, I thought Krzyzewski might have to go to uh, back to his zone, which was so effective the other night. Yeah. But he didn't have to. The kids played strong on both ends of the court, and they kept UNC from running. Yeah, they did. And that, that's big because UNC, like we were talking about, shot really well. So, Aaron, there you have it. Tom is um, going to the dark side, which for him is optimism. <laughs> are you? Does he convince you at all, or are you still in your dour kind of frame of mind? Well, a couple notes. Um, I, you know, I do think that our transition offense was especially good. I, I think Trey Jones running the break, uh, you know, really, that is his strength. Um, and with Vernon Carey running the floor like he did tonight, um, doing that, we, um, I think we do really 
increase our efficiency on that end. Um, I don't know about the defense. It's still a little suspect to me. This is a team, a Carolina team that's playing better, certainly. Um, at the state game that we saw the other day, that's a team that is pretty good. But in terms of us defeating a Kansas, I'm not seeing it right now. Well, you know, the way they handled UNC underneath tonight, though, I mean, Carey never get into foul trouble. And we've yep. been seeing him in foul trouble for uh, the second half of the season. And uh, the way he ran the court, he could run the court because he wasn't in foul trouble. He could, he could move. He was freed up. Uh, if, you know, if they can handle some big teams underneath, and Robinson obviously helped in that degree, I think Jack Clark saw, what, two minutes on the court tonight? Yeah, Jack, yeah, Jack had six minutes total, didn't attempt a shot, didn't get a rebound, and probably would have had less if it wasn't senior night. Yeah, exactly. Say that again, Aaron. We lost you for a second. We had our, we had our first one. Our first one what? That was Jack. <laughs> Jack Clark. Oh yeah, Jack Clark. Yeah, I, I've often told them you're with Javin Delorier. Sometimes the name gets gets mangled in the process. So Jack Clark, we we notch it up. Um, yeah, Jack White. Uh, well, that's another thing too to talk about is yeah, Jack White. <laughs> uh, Jack White, Matt Hurt, no, both no, Clark is. Yeah, Clark. You like Clark. Um, yeah, Hurt White only played less than 10 minutes. Uh, Baker and O'Connell didn't see the floor tonight. Um, that, to me, is at least a minor concern. I mean, again, tonight we shot amazingly from, from three-pointers, but if Aaron's point is right, which I think it probably is, that you can't count on shooting almost 50% every single time you play, I think you're going to miss guys, Tom, like Joey Baker, uh, who can come out and give you that. Uh, I don't know if it comes down to Coach K not trusting him on defense or what. Well, it's a question to me. We're looking at the ACC tournament starting this week. And uh, going into that ACC tournament, it was apparent to me that Krzyzewski did not have the confidence in either Baker or Hurt tonight against yeah. the, the big physical uh, lineup that UNC has or the speed. I think O'Connell, I just, I just don't understand why he's not seeing some time. He's an experienced kid, and you know, experience means something with this team. Look what Robinson has done the last two games. He has kind of solidified these uh, the freshmen. Uh, you know, Cassius Stanley, Carey, of course, takes care of himself underneath, but more, more has played great the last two games. Yeah, he's been fantastic. Yeah, and so I think there's a there's a you have Trey Jones who's dependable, and Robinson has proven himself to be very dependable, and I think it's uplifted the other freshmen that are on the court at the time. But, uh, you know, you get into tournament time and you're playing three games, say, in four days, you've got to have some, uh, some bench uh, strength. And those kids haven't seen the court. Yeah, and, and they're going to be – you can't imagine they'll have much confidence if they, if they are needed. If somebody gets in foul trouble or if you're playing a different kind of game where it's like actually, you know, Baker or O'Connell would be useful uh, in this situation. Um, the emergence of Robinson is huge. He's also got the attitude that I think we've been looking for uh, in a lot of players, and it's just not their style, where he's kind of a glue guy. He loves to, you know, he gets excited. Uh, he brings a certain energy, and I don't know if it's camaraderie or what to the team, but I think he's valuable in that sense. Yeah, I think he brings an element of confidence. He's in there. He's always in the right place at the right time. And uh, he's, he's thrown up some threes that have gone in, ugly as they may they may be, banking off the board from the line. But uh yeah, he's produced, and he's run the court, and he's seen a lot of – he had 24 minutes tonight. I mean, he's seen a lot of playing time. 
And it's hilarious because he hasn't played in four years. It's, it's the most unlikely thing to see this guy come out and do this. So, Aaron, I have two questions for you um, from a psychological angle. Um, the first one's about Robinson, which is just what happened and why has Coach K been sitting him? Um, because I know you like to come up with these sort of uh, these underlying psychological, philosophical reasons. And the other one I want to throw at you uh, is the journey of Alex O'Connell this year, which has been completely baffling, where he started off the year playing terribly, but Coach K would not bench him. Then Coach K finally benched him and then brought him back and he started playing really well. And it seemed like at the moment he started playing really well and getting confidence. Now he can't touch the floor anymore. So what is uh, what is the mastermind thinking here, Aaron? I'm going to have to back off my mastermind theory. Okay. Yeah, I, I think that Coach K is seriously just trying things and seeing what works. Oh my goodness, that is way too simple for you, Aaron. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think... Um, all right, okay. Now, g- give me a sec. Justin Robinson. I want to see what happens when he faces some adversity in a game. Because so far, everything that he chucks up is going in. All right, what, what about a game where he starts 0 for 3 from the floor? Does he stay in? Like this can't this can't be sustainable. Certainly, this guy would have gotten some playing time before, right? Well, look at Zubek when they won the champion the national championship last time they won. Zubek for what two three years was kind of an unknown. They'd throw him in there when somebody got in foul trouble, and he comes up big in the uh, in the NCAA's. Uh, you know, is Robinson going to be another Zubek down the road? Yeah, I would love that. I mean, the big difference is Zubek at least played before, and it was more like he improved over the course of the year, where Justin Robinson has only come in in the last two minutes of games. And it's funny, it's too bad Ariana's not here because she constantly said uh, that that uh, Justin Robinson was really good, and he would come in and he would get a block and he would hit a three-pointer or something, and then the game would be over. And it, to me, it always seemed like a novelty act where it's like, yeah, he was good, but it doesn't really count because it's in garbage time. And so she, you know, she deserves to take a bow tonight because she was obviously right. Like this guy deserved to be in more. He deserved to be playing more. Um, I, it doesn't seem like it should be sustainable, but I do think it might be our best hope at this point to have a guy like that who you can't sag off of if you're running the pick and roll and who, if you do come out to contest him, as we saw over and over tonight, run that little pick and roll with Trey, kicks it out to him, they come contest, and then he gets it underneath the, to Vernon Carey. And it's a pretty reliable little triangular offense there. Yeah, and it's like we talked about before. We're not at practices. Right. Yeah, we're right, not at practices. Right. We don't know what's going on at the practices. But somebody somewhere along the line has, has come up with a tremendous amount of confidence in Robinson to get this offense back on track because this offense, up until two, uh, two games ago, has really looked poor. Yeah, it's remarkable how it turned around, right? I mean, it's just yeah. like it, it doesn't make sense, and but something's clicking. I mean, maybe he's found it late. Maybe we've had two lucky games. Um, Aaron, you obviously don't believe <laughs> that we're uh, we're going to continue this, but I don't know. I can't help it. I feel a little optimistic, so I'll give you a chance to to mock me and make fun of me for that. Yeah, I will later on. I try it now. Yeah, you wouldn't want to waste the good stuff now. Uh, <laughs> all right, let's go, uh, Aaron. We had well, a couple. Cool, because I, I, 
Well, no, Shane, th- this is a non-disprovable point right now because that's Robinson what I like about has it. had what two, two and a half good games. Yeah, and yeah, one and a half. Nothing bad has happened. But maybe it's the answer nothing we've been waiting for. Maybe. <laughs> I'm I'm pretty doubtful. Well, it's turned out better than the other games were with this kid in there. Uh, that's, that's, so there is something positive to be said for either changing lineup around, waking people up, or, you know, it looked to me also, Aaron, it looked to me like more finally feels he has a role out there, uh, not just defensively, but offensively as well, especially running the court. He seemed in the last two games to know what his role is. Yeah, I completely agree with that. Yeah, he's... Wendell. Yeah, Wendell Moore. Yes. Yeah, I agree. I think he's been very good defensively. I think he did a great job on Cole Anthony tonight. Um, yeah, and and uh, uh, I guess he's taking up a little bit more of the uh, slashing-type uh, role. But... Uh, I mean, I think I'm very happy with where he is, very happy with where Cassius Stanley is, uh, obviously very happy with where Vernon is. Um, and yeah, if the if that other, you know, aside from Trey, if the fifth person on there, if you had to give me a pick between Matt Hurt, uh, uh, I guess I, I, I still like Goldwire in there a good bit um, uh, for his stopping ability. Um, but yeah, okay. If Matt Hurt, uh, Delorier, Jack White, uh, who am I missing? Oh, O'Connell and Baker, um, or Robinson. I mean, I, you know, you're right. Like, sure. Why not Robinson? Yeah. Now now your rotation is six guys. Well, I guess you, you rotate, uh, uh, Delorier in too. Uh, so seven guys. Yeah, and that's uh, we had this debate long ago at the beginning of the year whether the ten man rotation that they were doing was a real thing. I never thought it was. It really doesn't seem like it is now. Um, but uh, yeah, so the question I have now after we've watched we've watched Robinson in the offense is a little bit different. We've seen the NC State, we've seen the UNC game. Tom, if you were coaching against Duke in the NCAA tournament, what what major things are you doing? Like, what are you learning from? This season, well, I'd have to look at this game tonight, and the reason I say that, Carey was double teamed, triple teamed all night long underneath, and he wound up with what nineteen points, twenty something points. Uh, tw- yeah, twenty five points tonight. Twenty five points, and uh, what's that? I think he scored like twenty five. He did. He had twenty five on uh, you know eight for fourteen from the field, nine for eleven from the line. Yeah, 9 from 11 from the line. Uh, I know that Krzyzewski's going to have his guards drive. Their weakness, I, I still say, is you know the outside shooting. Yeah, uh, oh yeah. Shooting threes. So if I'm coaching against them, I'm collapsing on carry underneath. I'm forcing them to kick it out and let these, you know, and force them to shoot from the outside until they can prove that, the, you know, they're, that they're hitting. Uh, but Krzyzewski keeps going inside, and it's working now. Yeah, it's working now. I think my thing that I've taken for the last couple of games is you don't want to play an up and down game with Duke. 
you want to slow it down. You want to be like Virginia because the difference in our offense from tonight to that Virginia game where we scored 50 points is profound. Now, granted, Virginia is an exaggerated example of what a slow down pack right. line defense looks like, but I think I think the way to beat Duke is just to shoot pretty well, but to play at a slow, efficient game where you are back on D constantly and you're not letting Trey Jones do his thing. Um, we ran an effective half-court offense tonight, but we didn't have to do it that often because UNC loves to run too, and so we just got in that game with them and we were doing that style. So if I were a coach looking at us, who you know maybe from a different conference or something, I'm thinking, do not let these guys run. Trey Jones, you can't let him beat you on, in transition. Right, right. Uh, yeah, I still say their Achilles tendon is the outside shooting until somebody can come along. And I think Robinson, you know, did that. I agree with Aaron. I don't think it's sustainable, you know, that he's going to be shooting threes all night. Right, right. But uh, it certainly has opened up the offense. And I think it has really given others the confidence to play their role. And I think it opens the game up for Vernon Carey, too. I mean, we saw him get a couple wide open dunks tonight, again, on that little pick and roll and... If you're scared of Robinson, in a way you wouldn't be scared of Delorier. Uh, it's yeah, it's a nice option to have. At least, at least, even if he's not making threes, if he makes defenders come to him, that is still a big deal. It's still something that could change the game. Yeah, and the bottom line underneath, and Aaron, I probably sure, agree I'm with this. I'm not sure that they're. I'm sorry, I got to break in. I'm not sure that they're scared of him. I think that they're just very confused. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like the rest of us. <laughs> Yeah, and so, yeah, whether they're confused or scared, I mean, that's that's so far right now they think I genuinely have to guard this guy. Well, yeah, you know, but you, you take a look at the last five games or so. The tenor of Duke's weakest games was when Carey was in foul trouble. Right. And he was on the bench. They had nobody to fill in underneath. That would draw the attention that he would. And, uh, yeah, tonight he stayed out of foul trouble. It was huge. Yeah, it was enormous. Um, Aaron, do you uh, – let's go to some Twitter questions here. We put out to Twitter, uh, you know, give us your comments, rants, questions. Uh, do you have uh, James's questions teed up? Because he got to us after the NC State game, and we uh, we owe him uh, a little airtime here. Give me one moment. Yep. I'm, uh, That's, I'm still trying to sort through this. Yeah, track them down. I'll ask this one. This is from Alex Payne. He says, can J-Rob win the Democratic Party nomination? Uh, <laughs> which is... Yeah, I think so. But he asked, also, is the fourth seed the second best scenario for us in the ACC tourney after the one seed? Uh, what do you think about that, Tom? Because if you're the two or three seed, you're probably going to have to play Louisville or, or Virginia. Those are the teams there now. By the fourth seed, we at least get to avoid Virginia. Uh, it does set up a Florida State clash in the semi. You think we're losing much by being that four? You know, I can't look down the road to the last you know, game or two. You've got to win each game. Yeah, you know you're going to go home and play golf if you lose a game in the tournament, uh, whether it be the ACC or the NCAA. So I think you have to take each game one at a time and see how it goes. I don't. I'm not a big one in seeds, you know. As doesn't to, matter. It, yeah. To me, it, it 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 doesn't matter. You know who you're playing. These teams know each other so well. It's you know. Do you have preparation time? The team that can prepare for these games is the team that usually wins because they can execute and. I, my feeling is Duke has shown uh, difficult times when they don't have time to prepare for games. Yeah, and I get that from Kershevsky's uh, post-game interviews, as I said before. So yeah, I don't care if they're if they're a four seed or a two seed. It, it, to me, that doesn't matter. So, and then I'll ask you this as a sort of follow-up: the quarterfinal opponent. 
coming in today, it could have been anybody from NC State to Syracuse to Clemson to Georgia Tech. Syracuse loses to Miami, which is a terrible loss for them. So it ends up, uh, if NC State can beat the winner of Virginia Tech versus whoever, Boston College or something, we'll play NC State. Uh, is that a good matchup, bad matchup? I mean, we've seen two incredibly different games just no, in the no, last no, two no, weeks. No. What's up, Aaron? No. We're playing Wake, Pitt, or State. Right, yeah. I'm saying I'm saying the likely team is NC State. They're the five seed. I don't know about that. I mean, they are the five seed, but I don't know if they're the... Uh, I think Wake and Pitt are both formidable, at least. Right, they'll be playing. So Wake and Pitt are the low seeds. Pitt could definitely beat NC State. That's not impossible. Uh, I guess what I'm asking is between the sort of next tier, the five through eight teams which is Clemson, Tech, uh, Syracuse, and NC State. Are, are we happy that our potential matchup is NC State? I am, because we just came off of a good game against them to solidify our team and get things rolling. I think they have a lot of confidence against that team now. My problem with Duke, can they play on the road when they have to play on the road? And they've, they've shown they've had trouble with that. They're great at home. But on the road, boy, they've they've been very erratic. And it's interesting because they are, yeah, they've been terrible on the road. I mean, they've had that Wake Forest loss is one of probably the worst losses that right. Coach K has had in a decade. Um, but at, now we're going to be playing neutral court games, and that's its own animal. I mean, the question is, is it going to be good for us? Is it going to be like a road game? Obviously, in the ACC tournament, you're going to have UNC fans lurking and rooting against Duke no matter who they're playing. There will probably be more state fans um, in Greensboro or wherever the ACC is this year than there will be Duke fans. Um, so I don't know. The neutral court, that's the, the ultimate biggest question because all we have to go on are some games in November where we beat Kansas. So I hope, I hope that works out, but that's a big question mark now. Well, and early in the year when they played at the Garden, I mean, they played that's well. Right. That's right. They, they played, played well. well. They yeah. did. They played really well in, in neutral court games. Um, yeah, psychologically, Coach K has to prepare them for that. Um, now, with the coronavirus, we may be playing in empty gyms by the time the NCAA comes around. So I don't know if that can, that's the ultimate neutral game. Yeah, that's a, that's a strange scenario. Would you like that, Aaron? Would you like the spectacle of just an empty gym, uh, Duke playing in the NCAA tournament? Of course. Yeah, that's up your alley, right? <laughs> yeah, totally weird. Okay. Uh, Tom, I have a question. Sure. Which of these players plays golf? What are the Duke players? Yeah. You mentioned that if they lose, they're going to be playing golf. So which one of them are golfers? Uh, Trey Jones. He has a handicap of like four. Yeah, Trey would be amazing. He's like Steph Curry. Yeah. He'd be an incredible golfer. Oh, absolutely. Um, and Robinson, I think he's a scratch golfer. Yeah, <laughs> a guy that big with arms that long, he definitely got swing length. He can definitely. Hey, he's got it going. I don't care if it's basketball or golf. He's got it going. And he grew up rich with with a, a father who was a millionaire, so he's exactly. probably a golfer, right? Exactly. Yeah. Uh, Alex O'Connell, I feel like doesn't golf would be my guess. I just don't think he fits it for me. I just don't know if he's found it to the course yet. You know, I yeah. mean, he's taken some <laughs> lessons, but uh, I don't think he's gotten he's gotten to that stage yet. I feel bad for that kid. I just don't know where, you know, if, if coach is playing mind games with him or if he has no confidence in him. I can see this kid transferring away. Well, Andrew Fechner, our next Twitter question relating to this, he says, do you think O'Connell and Baker took showers after the game or was it right into street clothes? Ah, street clothes and you're gone, <laughs> you know. 
Yeah, it is. Uh, it's it's bizarre. I mean, the Baker thing. No, they showered. You think they showered? <laughs> just to yeah. feel, just to feel like part of the team. Well, I mean, I'm sure that the showers in the locker room are nicer than in the dorm. So you know, you get <laughs> not your the shower. dorms they live in. <laughs> yeah, they they probably have like little. Yeah, their dorms are are quite special. Um, yeah, the Baker thing last year too, where they burned his red shirt against Syracuse. It does feel like Coach K is just doesn't know what to do with these guys completely. You know, he must have uh, a feeling that they're going to progress, develop faster than they have. And of course, that's that's the danger when you have freshmen. You just don't know how they're going to develop. And then Wolf uh, FRJC just says J Rob coaching malpractice question mark, and it's it's a good question. I mean, should Coach K have known? I mean, should he have known before this? I'm glad he knew now, but well, either that or this kid has been great in the practices for the last two weeks. Out of two and uh, three and a half years, it's taken him. Uh, kid's a captain. He had to see something in him over the years. I don't get it. I don't get it. The way this kid is playing, it shows that uh, seniors make a huge difference. Yeah, it does. And we talked about it earlier. Like Duke, you know, it's we never have upperclassmen, it seems like, that are playing meaningful minutes at this right. point. We're almost like Kentucky. You know, the, we're pretty much become John Calipari's Kentucky teams where you're sort of lucky if you have an upperclassman. Um, and... Yeah, an emergence of a guy. You look at, you know, you look at our last title team. That was an all freshman team, but that is so unique. We've only seen that happen with that team and with the Kentucky team with Anthony Davis. That's right. Yeah. All the other ones where you're talking about Villanova, all the UNC teams who have won titles, they've all had contributing upperclassmen. Virginia last year, same thing. They had upperclassmen who could shoot. So uh, yeah, that, that's if he can fill that role, that would be fantastic. I mean, it's that is a big mystery too. That's another huge question mark. Uh, Aaron, you want to get us James's question? Yeah, and a couple points of clarification before we get to James. Uh, you know, O'Connell's a junior. Uh, Baker's a sophomore, I guess. It should be a, a redshirt uh, freshman. Uh, and Quinn Cook uh, did a lot to contribute to that 2015 team. That's true. I believe yeah, he was a senior at the time. I think that's right. right. No, well, no, because he was a senior... Um, when uh, when the Austin Rivers game happened. So he was either a junior or a sophomore that year. Okay. Maybe. Right. Maybe you well, might, you might be right. Correct. You might be right. Know. Yeah, we'll check it. Okay. All right. A multi-part uh, statement here that, that also touches on this coaching issue. Uh, so give me a moment to, uh, to read through it, and uh, then we'll all respond. So this is from James Smith, our longtime, uh, one of our longtime listeners, and uh, here's how it begins. I want to go ahead and be the first to ask a question, pose a theory. So I know Shane wanted me to remind him of my question about Coach K and the one and dones from Saturday. That plays into this question. Since that Notre Dame game, it has seemed like Cassius, Matthew Hurt, and Wendell just all seemed to fall off. I know Wendell had a good game against Wake, but overall, it has felt like scoring was mainly coming from Trey and Vern. My conclusion was that Kay was losing his coaching touch. After tonight, though, I wonder if those three just have struggled not being as good as they thought they were, unfortunately hit a wall at the same time 
and Coach K couldn't do much about it. Between the emotion that Coach K displayed tonight, that was uh, the night of the floor of the uh, NC State, uh, and the solid play from all three, do I dare believe again, or am I just crazy and rambling on too much? Well, James, we thank you for the question. You're not crazy or rambling on too much. And that that was after the NC State game when he asked that. So, obviously, tonight we have further context for that. But, Tom, I'd be curious, particularly with Matthew Hurt, um, to give your perspective on him. Because for me, he looked really good at the start of the year. And it seemed like he'd be somebody who, okay, maybe he'd have to work his way defensively into things, but definitely an offensive threat. And it just seems like he kind of fell off a cliff at some point. Well, you know, not just Hurt, but more. Um, I've had the feeling for the, the middle of the third of the season that offensively, we didn't know what roles we were supposed to be playing other than carry Trey Jones and Cassius Stanley on occasion. The others just looked lost offensively. They just looked lost as to, as, as to what their role was to be. Now in the last two games, I see where they, they have a role and they're executing that role, uh, more especially, so in answer to the question, I, th- I just think something's happened, and I don't know if you want to say it's Robinson or if you want to say they've had better practice time and time to prepare. These kids appear to now to know what the role is, and so I think that's going to show uh, that they've developed or that they now know their role and they're executing the role. They're executing the role. That's what I would say. It's coming about now. Uh, Aaron, any thoughts on that? Hurt is the weird one for me here. So I think uh, Cassius and, and Wendell, yes, uh, they are they are doing what they need to do um, uh, much better. Hurt, I don't understand. Uh, I don't know. This is a guy that people are saying he's going to be picked in the NBA draft, uh, and maybe he will be, but what is he doing for this team right now? Yeah, and you know, Aaron, let me ask you this. Do you see his effectiveness as being out shooting threes or in around the key shooting twos? I think he wants to be uh, an inside scorer, but he can't do it at this level. So that means he has to to rely more on his outside shooting, which was, I think, better earlier in the year. Uh, But, you know, it's kind of a risky prospect, right? You don't want to be... Uh, jacking threes and you're not making them exactly you see yeah. on the bench yeah and physically i don't know if he could handle he wasn't in tonight that much yeah i think he was in on the he was on the court once uh and just physically i don't think or speed wise he could he could stay up with unc and i you know i think typically if you look at coach k and who he decides to play when someone loses playing time it is almost always because he's lost confidence in them on the defensive end It's not often, you know, Matt Hurt has shot a really good three-point percentage this year. Um, I I agree that he's not that strong and he's not quite D1 strength at this moment, but he still has moments in games where he plays well in the post. You know, he still has the spots uh, and he's a good shooter. So I think if you were just going on pure offensive ability, he would certainly be playing more than a Javon Delorier, for instance. Um, You know, Jack White has lost time, but even more than maybe a Wendell Moore. He's maybe more of a natural scoring threat. Uh, But it's obviously defense that Coach K just doesn't find a place for him. And to an even greater extent, I think that's true for Joey Baker, who can come out and light it up sometimes, and for Alex O'Connell, who... 
supposedly is a good shooter. I don't know that we've totally seen it, but all three of them, I think, are just not not giving him anything on the defensive end. And so no matter how many chances they get, when it comes down to a close game or an important game like this one, he just can't make himself put them in the game. No, especially tonight because UNC comes off the boards and they're going to run. Yeah. And that's why he didn't play them, I, I would imagine, defensively because they just couldn't keep up. Whereas Wendell Moore and, uh, of course, Cassius Stanley. And, you know, you had mentioned Goldwire, Aaron. I think this kid is super. I think he has really risen to the top this year. Your comments? Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, we're, we're totally. all big Goldwire fans. Um, we, yeah, he, uh, he's so tough. He, he, again, he's a guy you didn't expect. I mean, he's been Justin Robinson, but all season. That's true. Yeah, he's been somebody that was just like, oh, yeah, he's a role player. You can fill him in for five minutes. And now all of a sudden he's, I mean, he, tonight he wasn't as much, but in certain games he has been an offensive threat. Well, especially with full court press. Yeah, oh, he's great. When Krzyzewski's going to press, he's got the kid on the court. Yeah. All right, so I want to finish this podcast. Uh, this has been a unique one. Tom, thank you very much. Well, thank you. Yeah, and Aaron, thank you for putting up with Skype. Um, but I want to ask this question. Uh, we are rolling into the ACC tournament this week. The next time you hear from us may be after the ACC tournament. So let's do some gun-to-head predictions here. Uh, both... How are we going to do in the ACC tournament? What round are we going to get to? And then looking ahead, uh, what about the NCAA tournament? Aaron, you want to uh, start it? Sure. Uh, we're going to lose in the quarterfinals in the first game <laughs> of the ACC tournament. All right. And, and we're going to we're going to lose in the Sweet 16. Hey, we make the second weekend in Aaron's projection. Yeah, that's, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. What do you think, Tom? I think we're going to go right down to the final game in the ACC tournament. Yeah. I think the kids are, they found something, and they look to be in great shape right now, physically. Uh, nobody's hurt, which is, you know, that's, that's kind of a miracle in itself by the time you get to this part of the season. Yep. Now that we know of, you know, maybe. But Tom, uh, yeah. But Tom. Tom, you're not going to have to come back on this podcast to defend that. <laughs> Only if you come down to Naples. That'd be great. Yeah. Well, we might Skype you in. We might. We should have a Tom segment. Oh, that'd be least, super. A five-minute yeah. Tom segment at least every show. Uh, all right. And the, uh, the NCAAs? Uh, you know, the NCAA, gee, boy, that's, a, that's an open question this year. Uh, I think we're going to get past the 16 this year. I can't guarantee how much further we can go. And my only question is, can Carrie stay out of foul trouble? These teams, you know, they're going to have Duke, Duke and everybody else scouted so well. And they're going to, they're going to go after Carrie. Uh, so I'm going to yeah, say we get past after, the 16. You're absolutely right. They're, they're going to go after Carrie. And then Trey Jones is going to shoot something like four for 14 from the field. And we're going to be screwed. <laughs> Well, yeah, after this, after the 16. So I'll take us past the 16. All right. Yeah. Okay. But Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll we'll fall short. We will fall short again. I think I'm going to go in the ACC. I agree with you. I think I'm going to assume NC State is going to be our quarterfinal opponent. If it's Pitt or Wake, great. I would love to play Wake again to get that bad taste out of our mouth. I think it's very unlikely that Wake makes it. But I really like our – I love our matchup with those two teams. But I really do think Coach K figured something out with NC State. I would love to play them again. I think we beat them. They play our style, which means then you're going up against Florida State in all likelihood in the semifinals. 
And, you know, we played a really tough game against them last time. I think that we match up pretty well with them. So I'll take Duke to the final game, uh, in which case you're playing either a struggling Louisville team, a team, you know, they've, they've lost a bunch of games lately, or a Virginia team where you flip a coin and have to suffer through their bullshit, you know, for 40 minutes. So I'm going to go out on a limb and say Duke wins the ACC title. Uh, I want a prize this year. I thought we were going to win the regular season. We failed to do that. So this is going to be my sort of beacon on a hill that I think we're going to grab that brass ring and do it. I think if we do that, we're going to get a two seed in the uh, NCAA tournament, in which case I can see us going to the Elite Eight. Um, I have a hard time still seeing this team go to the Final Four for the reasons Aaron was saying, which is that I just don't think... It's a weird team with shooting where our percentages look fine. They look like a little bit above average, but the way we go about them is this very Jekyll and Hyde thing of sometimes we're terrible and sometimes we're really good. And I just can't shake the feeling, uh, like Aaron said, that we're going to get a terrible game somewhere in an important position. So too many weaknesses, I think, to make the final four. But I'm optimistic. I think Elite Eight is possible. And really, at that point, you just got to get lucky in one game. And all of a sudden, there's not really that many great teams. We watched San Diego State tonight lose to Utah State. Uh, Who are the good teams? Like Kansas? I mean, yeah, I don't know. We've already beaten them. I think... I think there's reason to hope there's not good reason to hope but there's some reason to hope well we have depth and it depends on how he uses as aaron was talking about baker and o'connell uh and hurt you know uh, uh, in this acc tournament i think that's going to show us a lot as to what he's thinking about with the ncaa's uh and aaron i'm gonna play the uh, go ahead no 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 shane shane i'm listening i know to expect this from you (laughs) i know to expect this from you tom what are you doing, man? What is what is this hope getting you? You know, we're just we're we're deeper this year than we have been in the past, and uh, overall, I don't see a lot of great teams that are going to be in this tournament. So I think we I think we have a shot of going deeper than we have in the last two or three years. Uh, Aaron, I, don't I wanna... think we can play three games in a row without tripping over our own shoelaces. <laughs> well, look, uh, Aaron. <laughs> You're you're probably not wrong is the thing, and I think there's truth to both of what both of you're saying. And I'm I'm probably more optimistic than both. I'm glad that Tom feels this way because you come by your optimism the hard way. Me <laughs> me, I can get carried away. I'm in fantasy land half the time. But for you to say this makes me think there's a real chance. Like something I'm saying is grounded uh, in reality. So Aaron, here's what I want from you. I'm gonna play the outro. Uh, to to Simon and Garfunkel. First, Tom, thank you again for joining us. Thank you, guys. Uh, thanks to all our Twitter listeners. You know, if you enjoyed it, uh, let us know on Twitter, and we always love your questions. But Aaron, um, to cue us out, I want to play this music, and I just want you to maybe talk about what it means to you in an otherwise dour, pessimistic season to have beaten UNC twice. Can we do that? Uh, okay. All right. I'm going to cue it up. Here it comes, Aaron. I want to hear it from you. Okay. Uh, I think uh, that uh, it's very positive to beat your rival two times in a year, uh, especially when that's something that we haven't done since 2015. So I want to give credit to the boys uh, for putting that together. Uh, uh, I think Coach K said it best. We were lucky to win the game. Uh, in Chapel, uh, we were not to win this game. Uh, so you know, 
Maybe that's a good sign. Maybe it's not. And you know what? Carolina, go to heaven. Go to heaven, Carolina. <laughs>